Welcome to the Be Blessed and Inspired podcast. I'm Tracy Hill, and I'll be your host as we dive into scripture and find inspiration for our daily lives. This is a space filled with the love, hope, peace, and joy of Jesus. The faith-filled messages are based on the Word of God. Each episode intends to grow our faith, encourage our hearts, and draw us closer to the Lord. We will be reminded of who our God is and who He says we are in Christ. Our whole perspective changes when we know His trustworthy character, and our confidence grows when we embrace our identity as His beloved children. So daughters of the King, let's begin. Welcome to the study of Colossians. Set your heart on things above. Today, I'd like to share a message based on our last chapter in the workbook, which is titled Meditating on Christ. In the opening pages of the study, I briefly told you about the cover photo of the workbook. The mountains and hills in the background remind me that my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. No matter how big my problems seem on any given day, the Lord is always bigger. He can handle everything that I bring to Him, no matter the size. Nothing is too large or too trivial for Him. And something that I didn't mention is that Just on the other side of those mountains is the Pacific Ocean. There's a path that winds between the hills and through a valley floor that I've hiked on a few occasions, and it's really spectacular. From the mountains to the sea, God's creation proclaims His glory. Every flower, tree, and little creature along the way speaks to His creativity. Every tiny detail declares His great attention and care. I find that being outside in nature is a perfect place for contemplating and meditating on the Lord's power, holiness, perfection, goodness, graciousness, and His supremacy. The world has many ideas and philosophies regarding meditation, and no surprise, they differ greatly from God's. A worldly definition of meditation is a practice in which an individual uses a technique, such as mindfulness, or focusing the mind on a particular object, thought, or activity to train attention and awareness and achieve mentally clear and emotionally calm and stable state. That's what the definition says. All desirable things, but they're often misdirected. Meditation is practiced in numerous religions and in a variety of ways, but as usual, God's ways are best. Some meditation practices ask us to focus on our breath, and yes, concentrating on our breath can calm our hearts and stop them from racing. It may cause us to stop and rest and fill us with momentary peace, but it cannot solve our problems, can't lift our spirits or fill us with lasting hope, comfort, or joy. Ultimately, focusing on our breath is still focusing on ourselves. So unless we are mindful of the one who gives us the breath, um, these meditations fall short. The Bible tells us to focus on God. Where does our help come from? Our help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. God tells us to take time to step out of our busyness and consciously enter his presence. Jesus is on the throne and he is the one who can fully calm our hearts with his unfailing love, peace, promises, and perspective. Worldly meditation asks us to clear our minds. God's word tells us to fill it with truth. 
In fact, scripture actually warns us that an empty mind is an open invitation for the devil to fill it with his lies. And you can find that reference in Matthew 12, 43 through 45. And these are the things that the Bible tells us that we should meditate on. Joshua 1.8 says, keep this book of the law always on your lips, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. And I'm just going to read a few more from Psalms. Psalm 1 verses 1 through 3 says, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Psalm 48, 9 says, Within your temple, O God, we meditate on your unfailing love. Psalm 77, 12, I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Psalm 119, verse 97, Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Psalm 119, verse 148 says, My eyes stay open through the watches of the night, that I may meditate on your promises. Psalm 143, 5 says, I remember the days of long ago. I meditate on all your works and consider what your hands have done. Psalm 145, verse 5 says, They speak of your glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. These verses remind us to meditate on God's unfailing love, a love that follows us all the days of our life and will never leave us or forsake us. These verses tell us to think about God's mighty deeds. There is nothing too big for the Lord to handle. Knowing this assures us that he can handle all the requests that we bring to him, that he is capable of taking care of us and our problems. We can trust that all of God's promises are true and know without a doubt that he will follow through on everyone. He has promised to be our safe refuge and we know that he will. Reflecting on God's mighty works throughout the Bible and his mighty works in our own lives brings the confidence that he will continue to work mightily for, in, and through us today and tomorrow too. Contemplating the glorious splendor of the Lord puts everything in its proper place and gives us a more accurate perspective. Meditating on the Lord and his ways calms our hearts like nothing else can. It leads to a prosperous life, one that's filled with God's love, peace, joy, hope, and it leads us to perseverance. His word sustains us in physical, emotional, and spiritual seasons of drought. Psalm 19 verse 14 says this, May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. The meditations of our minds will begin to flow out of our mouths and be a blessing to others. Psalm 104 verse 34 says, May my meditation be pleasing to him as I rejoice in the Lord. 
These are the meditations that please the Lord. They honor Him and they lead to blessings for us. We can meditate on the Lord and His ways all the time and anywhere, inside, outside, day or night, in our quiet prayer corner or while driving in the car. Anytime we meditate on the Lord, we know that He will meet us there. We can meditate as we read our Bibles, when we come to Him in prayer, and when we just sit quietly reflecting on His goodness and we listen for the Holy Spirit to speak. So our first chapter was titled Hope in Christ. And when we reflect on the hope that we have in Christ, it affects every other aspect of our lives. Hoping in Jesus is unlike any other hope we have. Earthly hopes often carry with them a bit of uh, questioning uncertainty. These hopes are like wishes and dreams. They're projections of our desires, often with an uncertain end. But hoping in Christ, on the other hand, is always met with assurance and fulfillment. There is no question as to whether our hopes are rightly directed or founded when they're in Him. Jesus is our most assured hope. He never lets us down. He has saved us from death and brought us abundant life. He has brought us out of darkness and into his kingdom of light. He has promised us a priceless inheritance that will never fade away. It is more valuable than any earthly treasure. Our secure hope is that Jesus is with us here and now every single day, and he has given us the promise of eternity in heaven. We will someday see Jesus face to face and walk the golden streets hand in hand with him. Our aches and pains, regret and shame will be forgotten things of the past, long gone. Our tears will be wiped away and our mourning will be replaced with rejoicing. Our life on earth will forever be eclipsed by his glory. Meditating on our hope in Christ causes our lives to overflow with supernatural faith and love from above. Hebrews 10 23 tells us, let us hold and unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And then a reminder that our second lesson was Christ is supreme. Colossians 1.5 reminds us that the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Meditating on the supremacy of Christ reminds us that He created the heavens, the earth, the galaxies, and every living creature, and He is the one who sustains it all. He keeps the world spinning, and He holds the stars in place. He raises up world leaders, but He continues to be on the throne. Anytime things seem to be out of control, we must remember that God has a plan and that His purpose will prevail. He will use everything for his ultimate glory and our eternal good. Scripture warns us not to look to the left or the right, but always keep our eyes on Jesus. He alone is supreme. He knit and wove us together while we were in our mother's wombs, and he continues to stitch up our wounds. When our bodies begin to fail or our hearts get broken, he is the one who mends us. He is supreme over our bodies, minds, hearts, and spirits. And when things get overwhelming, we must remember to pray and ask for his healing. He reigns from his throne in heaven, but he is so very close to all of us. Psalm 146 verses 6 through 9, this is the NLT version, 
says he made the heaven and the earth, the sea and everything in them. He keeps every promise forever. He gives justice to the oppressed and food to the hungry. The Lord frees the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are weighed down. The Lord loves the godly. The Lord protects the foreigner among us. He cares for the orphans and widows, but he frustrates the plans of the wicked. Contemplating the authority, power, faithfulness, and love of God should instill us with hope and comfort that passes all understanding. And the next chapter was fullness in Christ. Colossians 2 verses 9 through 10 says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily bodily form, and in Christ you have been brought to fullness. God's almighty power is at work for us, in us, and through us. Jesus saved us from our sins and brought us forgiveness. He brought us into a relationship with our Heavenly Father. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Everything we need for godly living has already been given to us in Christ. His Holy Spirit seals us and assures us of our eternal security. Although we live here on earth, we are considered citizens in the kingdom of heaven. Meditating on the fullness we've been given should fill us with God-based confidence. Scripture reminds us that if the Lord is for us, who can be against us? We are sons and daughters of the King of Kings. In Him alone, we discover our true identity. Knowing who we are and who we belong to is of utmost importance. If we're to live as overcomers, we need to know and believe these truths about God and ourselves. The second we lose focus is the moment we'll get tripped up. Anytime lies, doubts, insecurities, or discouragement begin to rise up within us, we must take our thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. At times like this, we need to ask Him to remind us of exactly who we are and all the benefits and power that are rightfully ours. The Bible is full of these reminders. Through Jesus, we have been brought to fullness. There is absolutely nothing lacking. And Ephesians chapter 1, verses 18 through 21, also the NLT version, says, I pray that your hearts would be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people, who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in a place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. And our next chapter that we looked at was titled Clothed in Christ. Colossians 3.17 exhorts us, Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We know that we must set our hearts and minds and fix them on things above. From Colossians, we've learned the biblical truths that we must purposefully fill our minds with. And in addition to filling our minds with the good things from Scripture, we must also be on guard against harmful things that we allow to inform us. We must give thought to the music we listen to, the shows and movies we watch, the teachings we give credence to. 
Not everything is good and beneficial to our souls. The more we walk with Jesus and His ways become ours, the more we will notice and feel His Holy Spirit work in us. He may begin to make us uneasy with certain things that before were no big deal. There may be music and shows that we previously enjoyed, conversations we used to engage in, language we previously used, behaviors we used to exhibit, but now they make us a bit uncomfortable. That's the Holy Spirit giving us discernment, prompting us to guard our hearts, purify our minds, and rightly align our lives. Remember, as God's children, holy and dearly loved, we must be clothed in and walk in the righteousness of Christ. This pertains to everything we engage in. Meditating on Jesus creates in us a hunger and a thirst for holy things, things from above. Being clothed in Christ springs from knowing our fullness in Christ, and it begins with understanding God's ways and then applying them to our lives. 2 Corinthians 7.1 says, Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. And then the last chapter that we covered in the workbook was titled Sustained by Christ. Colossians 4.2 tells us, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Throughout his letter, Paul shows us the way to being sustained in life through good times and bad. He understood what it means to be sustained by Christ. He fixed his eyes on the Lord and held on to the hope that God was with him in every circumstance, and he believed in the promise of heaven. He fixed his mind on the things above to help him here on earth. Setting our hearts and minds on Jesus gives us the strength, courage, and hope that helps us endure, persevere, and overcome victorious. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, faced hardships, persecution, and abuse when he walked this earth too, yet he overcame them all. He was victorious even over death. He rose from the grave, conquering sin and death on our behalf. When Satan tempted Jesus in the desert, Jesus' first line of defense was the word of God. He wielded scripture as a sword and cut down the lies that the enemy threw at him. And even more than Paul, Jesus is our perfect example. He was sustained by his relationship with his heavenly father, and Christ offers to sustain us too. He empathizes with our struggles and our pain. There is nothing that we face in this life that Jesus is not personally familiar with. He has felt pain and heartbreak. He's faced rejection and ridicule. His body was broken. His heart was grieved. Jesus knows the way to overcoming and he can help us overcome in our moments of weakness too. He alone can give us hope, peace, joy, and comfort, strength, and power to sustain us. So turn your thoughts to Jesus, count your blessings, remember and claim his promises for yourself. Draw near to him and he will draw near to you. Call on his name and he will answer. Psalm 54.4 says, Surely God is my help. The Lord is the one who sustains me. 
I pray that the study of Colossians has blessed you as much as it has me. Paul's words remind me of who Jesus is and who I am in Christ. I am more than a conqueror through Christ who loves me, and you are a victorious child of God too. Let's consciously walk in the identity that we've been given. We can approach God's holy throne of grace with confidence anytime we like. Remember to set your heart and mind on the Lord daily. And I just want to thank you for joining me on this journey. So until next time, be blessed and inspired. Be sure to follow for news of upcoming podcasts and share these messages with your friends. For more inspiration, check out my website at beblessedandinspired.com. You'll find video teachings, blog devotions, and get a peek at my books and Bible studies, which take you deeper into the Word of God. So take care and be blessed. I'll meet you back here soon for more inspiration.